The Bible, a queer reading with Jennifer Suzanne Leith. A reading of Christian scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Genesis 1. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was complete chaos and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to to give light upon the earth, and it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures of, of every kind, cattle and creeping things and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so, God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make humans in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. 
So God created humans in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food and it was so. God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Genesis 1. Very good purpose, image, and being. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Genesis 1.31. We begin at the beginning, knowing it is not the beginning. People have claimed that Genesis 1 was written between the 10th and the 6th centuries BCE, before the Common Era, with the latest possible redactions in the 3rd century BCE. However, most scholars agree that Genesis was written in the last quarter of the 6th century BCE, that is, after the Babylonian exile and toward the end of the 500s. Earlier written texts of the Hebrew Bible would include Amos, the first 39 books of Isaiah, Hosea, and Micah, along with Nahum, Zephaniah, Habakkuk, chapters 5 through 26 of Deuteronomy, and the earliest versions of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. So Genesis, and the way most of us read it, has a problem with dating. Genesis 1 is also problematic with respect to astronomy. We know, for instance, that the moon is not a lesser light at all. It just reflects the light of the sun. Genesis 1 raises concerns with respect to gender. Notwithstanding the creation of humans as a singular category, with neither male nor female coming first in verses 26 and 27, there is still the subdivision of this category into male and female. In verse 27, we know that there are people born with anatomical elements that cannot be categorized as male or female, but reflect both male and female elements to different degrees. Sometimes people born in this way may self-identify or be identified as intersects. And different cultures have other ways of naming people born with biological characteristics not easily categorized as male or female. We also know that there are people who, in their human development and maturations, recognize themselves more or less according to categories of gender and sex. Genesis 1 also reminds us of our troubled human history with respect to land and people. The language of subduing and dominion evokes histories of colonization and the transatlantic slave trade, which not only set certain humans over and against land and non-humans, but also identified some humans as non-humans, subhumans, and on occasion lesser than creatures of other species altogether. So what's the good news? 
The good news is that our limited descriptions and explanations and hearings and interpretations of God's work and word need not be the final word nor work. We can choose to acknowledge that all texts have context. Here, in closing, please allow me to take up three of the Articles of Religion according to which we govern ourselves in the African Methodist Episcopal Church and in many other Protestant Christian denominations. The first is Article 5, of the sufficiency of the Holy Scriptures for salvation. The second is Article 6, of the Old Testament. The third is Article 7, of original or birth sin. While Article 5 specifies that the Holy Scriptures containeth all things necessary to salvation, so that whatever is not read therein, nor may be proved thereby, is not to be required of any man that it should be believed as an article of faith, or be thought requisite or necessary to salvation, it does not claim that texts outside of the Scripture cannot help to interpret the Scripture. The article simply suggests that other texts are not necessary. Moreover, nowhere does this article or any other state that scripture itself saves. And while Article 6 specifies that no Christian whatsoever is free from the obedience of the commandments which are called moral, this prescription is firmly situated alongside a faith that, quote, the law given from God by Moses as touching ceremonies and rites doth not bind Christians, nor ought the civil precepts thereof of necessity be received in any commonwealth. Close quote. This article will be important in understanding my queer readings of the Hebrew scriptures that follow, where, quote, civil precepts, close quote, begin and end uh, will be important for our consideration. And notwithstanding Christian adoptions and consequent adaptations of the Hebrew scriptures, most clearly confirmed in identifying the Hebrew scriptures as the Old Testament, I will refer to the first 39 books in what Christians call the Bible as the Hebrew scriptures. And we return to Article 7, where it is maintained that, quote, the corruption of the nature of every man that naturally is engendered of the offspring of Adam, whereby man is very far gone from original righteousness and of his own nature inclined to evil and that continually, close quote. This article begins by explaining that original sin is not about what we do or have done that follows in the sinful way and ways of Adam, setting aside the old language, universalizing man for humankind. I contend that we must distinguish between very far gone from original righteousness and completely gone. Here I remind us of Imago Dei, especially as Katie Cannon explains it through her reading of Howard Thurman. She writes, quote, being created in the image of God means for Thurman that within each individual there is the presence and power of the divine. Only in the concreteness of God's revealed love does each person recognize her worth, purpose, and power. A part of every human spirit is the strivings and yearnings to come to itself in its creator. When the soul feels God's presence, individuals are grasped 
by the divine essence, which heightens awareness of options and possibilities. This built-in sense of the creator provides oppressed people with ultimate meaning and the ability to transform circumstances, close quote. With Canon and Thurman in mind, we come back to Genesis 1 and especially verse 31. Having acknowledged problems with the text, we still know this. The author of the text follows a pattern. In the pattern, the divine begins with a proclamation of what should take place and what should be allowed. Let there be. The divine makes this proclamation 15 times. In the pattern, whatever the divine has declared comes to pass. And in the pattern, the divine describes everything created as good or very good. In fact, when God looked at everything created altogether, God described it as very good. So, as it happens, beginning with Genesis 1, I do not just have good news, but very good news. We who recognize ourselves as children of God, creatures of a divine source, are first purposed and purposeful, begun as word. Our second reflections of the creative power of the divine and in their very image and are very good. There are details that maybe the writer or writers could not or did not know how to express. However, the patterned repetition suggests that this part of Genesis 1, this repeated sequence, has a soul resonance. We are. I am. You are. We be. Very good.